I truly believe that we all have inside of us what is needed to get ahead. If we don't push our boundaries, we don't test ourselves, we are never going to grow and get there. On this episode of the Creator Community, we'll meet Satish Shanoi, a father and corporate executive that has run marathons on all seven continents. We'll hear how Satish almost quit his first marathon, but thanks to the encouragement of a kind fellow runner, he was able to finish one step at a time. We'll then follow Satish's journey of resilience and small steps that led him to career success and writing his first book, Runaway Growth. Check out the show. Welcome to the Creator Community. This is a podcast from book publisher, New Degree Press. I'm your host, John Saunders. This show is designed to celebrate, elevate, and showcase many of the incredible authors that have published their books with NDP. This year, NDP will cross over 1,300 published authors on six continents and has earned the 293rd spot on the Inc. 5000 list. This is the fastest growing privately held companies in America. This is episode nine of season four, and today I have with me Satish Shanoi. Satish has always embraced a sense of adventure, having lived in four countries, done business in over 30 countries, and traveled to over 40 countries across all seven continents. After being introduced to running, his aspirations soared to completing a full marathon. He then set his sights on the Seven Continents Club, which is an exclusive group of runners who have run full marathons across all seven continents. He successfully finished his seven continent continent marathon quest in Antarctica in 2019. Satish is an expert at building and growing partner ecosystems for enterprises, a distinguished Toastmaster, an award-winning speaker, and is passionate about helping others through workshops and workshops on mindset, productivity, pitching, and more. He has an MBA from Columbia University and an MS from Michigan State University. Satish, great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Delighted to be here. It's great to see you, my friend. Now, before we get into your book, I'd love to hear and I'd let our listeners hear a little bit more about your education and career journey. How did you, how did you land at where you are? John, it's been a, a long ways, right? And it's been a very interesting ride. I grew up in India and just after college, I had the opportunity to come to the United States. So I got a great scholarship at Michigan State. That landed me from balmy Bangalore to frozen tundra, that's Michigan. <laughs> and so that was a, a culture shock, but also a weather shock. But then, you know, it was a, such a great journey, right? Where uh, you come to the US, it's, it's the land where you can fulfill dreams. And so it was really a, a great experience for me at Michigan State. And then I moved into Denver, Colorado, Bell Labs came calling. And so I, I took the call, moved to Denver, loved it there. You know, the mountains, the people there, the community is all, all great. And then suddenly I, I, I had an opportunity to cross continents and going to Singapore of all places. I had not expected it. It just was a work opportunity that popped up. So I went to Singapore by the time I had married. And so my lovely wife, Deepa, came with me. It was an incredible adventure. 13 um, countries we, we, we went across. We had a great time living in Singapore. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a really cool place. And so then I came back to New York because work again brought me to New York. And there was an opportunity for me to 
go to Colombia and apply for my MBA. And Colombia accepted me. So I decided to quit my job and, and leave and go to Colombia. But then there was an alternate plan that my employer at the time had for me. They said, why would you leave? Just stay with us. We'll, we'll sponsor you into the exec uh, MBA program. So here I was in New York, enjoying one of the best MBA programs out there. I, I, to this day, I truly believe that. And after that, moved right across the country a few years later to the Bay Area and spent about 10 years in the Bay, worked for some amazing startups, and then moved to Austin, Texas recently. Now I work for a company that is based in Connecticut. It was recently acquired. It used to be a British company. So I've heard all these experiences. As you introduced me, I was thinking back to you know all these different experiences I've had, and it's been an amazing ride. Now, in midst of all this, as you in, you know introduced me, you told told people about my marathon journey. So I I had that experience, and somewhere in there, I felt like I could share this experience with others, and that's what led me to writing this book, Runaway Growth. Here's a man that is not afraid of change, not afraid to uh, pack up a suitcase once in a while and move uh, to another place and take on a new challenge, which takes resilience, open-mindedness, and you know, really a, a big sense of adaptability. And boy, it sure sounds like you've embraced it and really tunneled, brought this in all around. The, a, a big key theme is for me is learning. You've continued to grow, I've gotten a number of degrees, continue to grow and learn and be successful. Uh, Side note, I have been to Singapore. I got to go there on a, I did a big research project there in business school about their smart city initiative. It was fascinating to get to go there and learn more about it. What a beautiful place. Really enjoyed it. So all of these things, you know, how do they lead you to getting into this coaching program to write a book, Satish? How did that land on your radar screen? So it's a very interesting story. My author's journey felt very much like a marathon. And like most marathons, it had uh, three distinct parts. An inspiring start, you know, when you start a marathon, you feel like you're on the top of the world. So an inspiring start, a messy middle, that's what I call it. And then I'm now headed to a strong finish with, with the launch coming up. So here I was, it was uh, September 2020. I was giving a speech titled One More Step at a Toastmaster Club contest in California. It was based on this simple idea that when you're faced with adversities, all you have to remember is to keep taking one more step. In the audience was my dear friend, Karen Cornwell. Now, Karen, if uh, I don't uh, know if you know her, she was an al alumni of this program. So after my speech, Karen reached out to me and said she was truly inspired and maybe I should consider writing a book. I told her at the time, you know, I'll consider it, Karen, I politely said that. But as I did my speech and you know, gave this message across many, many more clubs. What I realized was, you know, there were many, many more people telling me, you know, a similar message like Karen did, which is you need to get this message out there of taking one more step. And by the end of the uh, series of speeches I did and talking to hundreds of people, I had decided that it was time for me to try this out. I reached back out to Karen. Fast forward to January 2021, Karen introduced me to Professor Custer. And as they say, the rest is history. Now, 
all was good like i like i told you at the beginning you know it's always in, it's always exciting to start something new the messy middle is when it gets even more interesting right because i had many ups and downs throughout this journey there were triumphs and struggles and i'll give you some some of the things that happened i got promoted at work my family with uh, two teenagers moved from california to the great nation of texas it remind me all the time it's the great nation and then sadly i lost both my parents in india over a 9 month period my dad passed away in january 2020 uh, 2022 now truth be told there were many times when i wanted to stop writing this book but you know what john i i would have felt like an imposter because the whole idea of this book is to work through those obstacles get to your dream and and really you know get it done right take keep taking one more step so i'm excited now to be on the finish line i can see the finish line in sight right and i have to tell you i could not have done this without uh, the creator institute professor custer is a, a person that i'm grateful to i'm grateful to the ndp program and people like you john i mean candidly without the author coaches without the editors that uh, were part of this program without the structure the accountability i i don't think i could have done it right so that's what my book journey has been like and i think it's opening even more doors for me and so look for, looking forward to it incredible and boy if i i didn't hear i feel like your whole life's been a marathon Satish, some exciting starts and messy middles, and then uh, some exciting things at the finish line. I appreciate your kind words there, but you know, one more step, right? Didn't that come from somebody in a marathon that helped you get going? Yeah. So what a what a powerful phrase, I think, because it was my very first marathon. It's the San Francisco Marathon, and for those of you that know San Francisco, you know it's full of. ups and downs and hills and so it's not the easiest marathon i would not recommend that as the first marathon but in any case i i chose to do it because i like to be challenged and so here i was everything is going well i hit mile 18 and i'm i'm feeling some cramps come on my left leg and i i I say to myself I need to keep going and I get to mile 23 and now I have cramps on both legs <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself I have just over 3 miles to go and at that point those 3 miles feel like 100 miles because you you're out of your energy you've never done it in the past and so I'm huddled standing kind of bent over on the side of the street and runners are running by me and this lady comes up to me she kind of peeks over you know bends and peeks over to my face and she says what's going on and i say well i i'm in a lot of pain i don't think i can run i don't think i'll finish this race and that's when she uttered the phrase the phrase that i you know that you just mentioned which is son just take one more step just one step and then you take one more step and you keep doing that and trust me you'll get to that finish line and then she handled handed me a couple of salt tablets and she said you know these salt tablets will help you but i want you to remember keep taking that one more step and you know the other thing that i remember about her 
I, as she was um, trying to help me, I remember um, the back of her shirt. There was a quote that, that said, run if you can, walk if you must, crawl if you have to, <laughs> never, never, never give up. And, you know, she, what she said made a lot of sense. And I did this and I'm happy to report that I made it to that finish line. I, I sometimes think about these incidents, right, where it's kind of a pivotal point where at which you think, if I had not taken that one step, what would have happened? Would I find myself here, right, talking to you about having written a book, done all these wonderful things, met all these wonderful people in a new community for me? John, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it, how things work when you take that one step and how powerful it is? And so many times that next step can just be completely, what's the word? It can be just uh, so blocking to us, right? You were sitting there thinking, I can't go any, can't go any further. I've got three miles left. It feels daunting. And I think we can, there's so many parallels here. You know, right now we're going through one of the pre-sale campaigns and I was talking to an author earlier today about, you know, how to go about it. And they were, they were exactly where you were, you know, three miles feels like a hundred. How do I get this thing done with 20 days left? And I, I actually, I didn't even realize that I gave her your advice. I said, just what, what do we do next? What's the next thing we need to do? And let's find that and build from that. Such a powerful message because, right, if we give up, who knows what could have been? And we might live regretting that our whole lives. And if you gave up right there, you might have never run a marathon. And now you've run them all over the planet, which is so cool. I mean, what an awesome story. And I love that. Did you have an ever connect with that woman? Or are you still friends with her today? No, the... the... <sighs> The unfortunate and sad thing is I was in so much pain, I didn't even ask her name. I mean, if she is listening to this and she she remembers me, I hope she contacts me because I feel grateful. I feel so grateful to her and what she did for me. But then, you know, I, I really, you know, I think I was, you know, my head was kind of clouded with pain that I didn't, I didn't do that. I'm a pretty friendly guy. I ask people for the names, but not that time. Right. So well, maybe there's a message in a bottle here. We'll find her and she'll connect with you, but certainly a, a be lovely yeah. to send her a thank you note at some point if, if the worlds collide. So you like to run, you like challenges, you're a big believer in resilience. I'm here a big theme around resilience and continue to learn. And all of this has come together in this book, Runaway Growth, due out this late spring 2022. Satish, what is Runaway Growth about? Well, it's about this whole idea that ordinary people can, can achieve extraordinary goals. If you think about some goal that you have, that in the past you might have felt this is improbable, maybe even impossible. If you just think about something as powerful as one, one more step, right? Yeah, it's a simple concept, but it, it really helps you get moving and get to closer to that impossible goal. This book actually explores the intersection between marathon running and the marathon of life, I call it. Because whether it's in business or life, you have these challenging situations, these incredible dreams, you know, you want to achieve, but then something stops you. So there are lots of parallels and principles and perspectives from long distance running that can help us in everyday life. So I try to bring those, those concepts, right? W what helped me 
get across that finish line? What helped me prepare? How did I leverage the people around me? How did I get into that mindset? Because by the way, one of the most important things I think is that mindset, right? Because once you have that mindset that you're going to do something, you know, chances are you'll get it done. Now, there's also great stories about how I tried to um, become a Navy SEAL for a day and cultivating that grit, right? Because grit is a big part of what you need to get across that finish line. And I will say the team, the people around me, the community, I owe all of this to, to them. Because if you think about marathon running, it's an individual sport. But then if you think about what makes it possible, and by the way, the book journey is similar, as I said, it's really all those people that, that make it possible. So I call it, it takes a village in the book, but there are all these principles I talk about that help me in marathon running that can help you in the marathon of life. Making the impossible accessible. What a great message of inspiration and helping people understand what's more practical than taking that one more step and inspiring them to just think small and you can create big outcomes. But if you don't even take that first step, you, you haven't much of a fighting chance to you because you're just going to be stuck where you are. What a powerful message. You know, Satish, it certainly when you got to that messy middle, what oftentimes drives people is their passion, their mission, their why. You know, what, what's been the mission, the why behind your book? I think there's a couple of things I would like to share. So as a kid, I like to be challenged, right? And years went by, I got to college, I got a job. But then at some point in there, I found that I was not being challenged enough. And so I was feeling stuck, right? So one of the biggest to-dos on my list was that of running a marathon. And I, I eventually ran a marathon and then I ran across all seven continents. But then, you know, the thing I realized in in doing all of this is, as you said, it's the it's that one step you take, right? There's, there's several things I learned along the way. You know, I felt compelled as I came across people and shared my message. I felt compelled that I want to share this with others so I can help them achieve their goals, right? So really, if you ask me that if there's one thing that kept me going in terms of the why, it's that that wanting to share so that I can help others achieve their dreams, their goals. And that's what has kept me going. So many times we can create limiting beliefs or they're created for us and they get stuck in our minds and we just can't make that next move. So offering a big bout of inspiration to take that first step, to make it happen, to fulfill your dreams and, and dream bigger. What's bigger than running marathons all over the world? I don't know. And living all over the world. That's pretty awesome. One of your uh, key themes you talk about in the book, Satish, is around showing up. Yeah. What did, what did you know about showing up and, and how did you show up? Well, you know, for most people, and I, I say this with, with a lot of respect or for at least several folks, showing up, and you see this in meetings all the time at work, it's the very act of arriving at a place. For others, it is not only to arrive, but also to be fully present. For even a smaller subset, it is to arrive, to be fully present, and to be fully prepared to put in the work, regardless of what obstacles may exist, including the naysaying mind, I call it. Now, finally, there are you know, very few people 
that not only show up for themselves in in the way that you know I, I described, but also for others that are are there. Now I didn't show up just like that for not only myself and others. It's a, it's a learning process. I remember this story where after I ran the marathons, I was coaching a group of young kids. They were four to fourteen years old, and when I showed up to these sessions every week. I, I was volunteering to help these, these kids because I wanted to help to get them into running because once they are, you know, that this whole ob- obesity epidemic is big in this country. And so I thought I'll make my small contribution by inculcating in these kids the love of running, right? So that's really why I wanted to do it. So they'll be healthier kids, but also healthier adults. So here I am showing up every Sunday and, you know, these kids are all wide-eyed looking at you and looking at your every move. And then they're asking you questions and they they want uh, to prove it that they can do it. Right. So all these, all these things um, happen. And then I, I, I realized over time that I was not showing up just for myself. I mean, on the one hand, the, you know, if you want to call it that the selfish idea was I was I was getting something out of it, you know, something fulfilling because I was helping somebody else. But then for me, what what happened here was I realized that I, I was showing up for those kids because how I showed up mattered when they did what I was coaching them to do, right? If I wanted to coach them properly, I better show up not just for myself, but also for them put myself in their shoes and and think what 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 uh, they would like to receive so that's what that's why i say these four different types of showing up showing up for them showing up with the right energy the right attitude and i'm hearing a story of leading by example right how do you become a great runner and carrying yourself as such what a great message to bring to young kids and getting them out and you know and running and improving their health probably you know a wise person once said Satish, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. You know, so you've figured out how to show up. What have you learned about preparation in your life that's worked for you? <laughs> I wrote this book because it was it's not a book about running, but you know, taking those lessons, not only running, I should say, taking those lessons and applying them elsewhere in your life. So the same applies to preparation. So I'll give you, John, an example of the kind of preparation that goes into a marathon, right? It takes about four months. You have to uh, run pretty much six days a week and or do some kind of other activities like strength training and so on. There are five types of runs that you typically do, race pace runs, speed runs, tempo runs, long runs, and recovery runs. Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, because I think there are parallels in life where if you're preparing for a, you know, you're, you're about to launch a startup, right? Or you're working towards making this startup company happen. You can see parallels, right? There are short runs you might want to do, which is short projects. There might be long runs, which means overnighters, really putting in those really stressful sessions, maybe days long. I work for a startup. That's, that's how I'm telling you all this. There might be times when you have to do a recovery run in the startup language that would be taking a break, maybe going for a walk, doing something that will bring the creative juices back to you. 
and so on. And then additionally, in, in the case of a marathon, in addition to these runs, there is strength training and cross training, which will improve the core of your, of your uh, body. So there are parallels there too, when it comes to life, right? You, you have to strengthen your core by doing some hard things. And so I really see all of that as preparation, right? The types of runs we did, the types of strength, strength training we did and cross training we did are all preparation. So one last thing I'll say is when I did not prepare for a run, I could see the impact, right? It did happen to me. One of the marathons I didn't prepare and I paid for it dearly, right? Because after, you know, I injured myself at one point. I uh, felt a lot of pain afterwards. And all of that, you know, you can trace back to great preparation. When you're prepared, everything kind of falls into place and you really enjoy that journey. I love all the parallels between running and startups. I feel like you've been running a marathon in every aspect of your life for for years, Satish, uh, and, and being prepared, not just training your legs, but your whole body. And, and I'm thinking there's some mind training here as well that probably goes into running a marathon. Although I've never run one, I really, it was a big goal of mine and ended up tearing my ACL just before I was really pushing it. I was running a ton and tore my ACL playing soccer. And that was kind of the end of my uh, dream on that one. Unfortunately, my doctor told me not to do it, but so many parallels here with preparation, balanced preparation. So we can't just pick one thing and just sort of be like just doing bicep curls, right? If you want to get in shape, right? This very broad set of preparation and really being prepared because I think what preparation does is it kind of, there's going to be something unexpected along the way, right? And you've got to be prepared for anything. And, and it certainly sounds like that's worked out for you. And particularly as you've run marathons on now seven continents, including Antarctica. I didn't even know there was an Antarctica marathon until I met you. What is your favorite marathon memory? I think you just said it. It's Antarctica because, and by the way, I enjoyed pretty much every marathon for different reasons, but it's not every day that you can get to a place like Antarctica. So first of all, it's a special experience to get there. And I feel so fortunate that I had the privilege, you call it privilege, luxury, whatever it is, to get there, right? And then to run a marathon there feels like a once in a lifetime experience. While, you know, the physical aspect, you, you need to train for it and you get ready for it. There were two other things I thought that were unique to this experience that made it kind of special. One was the mental aspect. I, I, I will tell you this, I still remember to this day, standing on King George Island in Antarctica, and thinking to myself, am I in a dream? Or how is this even possible, right? I'm standing here, I'm in Antarctica, I'm about to run a race, run a marathon, and I'm thinking, how is that possible, right? But so the mental aspect, it really puts pressure on you, right? You want to get it right, you want to get it done. And then getting there is quite another story, right? Because you're crossing one of the roughest bodies of water called the Drake Passage, and it takes about two days. And to get there and survive that is the first step. Then you, you better be trained to, to run, that, run um, the marathon because it's 26 miles. But in, in our case, the trail was about 3,000 uh, foot of gain and loss. So not only are you running 26 miles, but you are also, you know, dealing with the ups and downs uh, because it was a slightly hilly kind of 
terrain. Now, I still remember it was a very sunny day, a balmy 31 degrees, I call it. I know it's that's below freezing, but there was a cool wind blowing. It felt like uh, it was 25 degrees or so. I had three layers of clothing on. We were to carry two bottles of water and our own sustenance, no aid stations, none of that. By the way, no wrappers, no packaging, no junk left behind. The organizers were very strict about that. So we had to run over 4.4 miles or so in about six loops, right? So we were running between the Russian base and the Uruguayan base. And so we we were doing that back and forth and you could high five runners going in the other direction and encourage, you know, we were encouraging each other and so on. And we had to climb 3000 feet, you know, to get those 26 miles. You know, you think, oh, it's a piece of cake. Some people might feel that, you know, for for somebody that runs Boston or somebody that runs a very demanding marathon, that might not feel like much. Now, I would agree with them. But the only challenge is it's in Antarctica. So it's all mental, right? It's the mindset. It's like if you forget that you're in Antarctica, it's an easier race to do. But because we were in Antarctica, it was a a unique experience. I mean, long story short, we got it done. I, I mean, I have stories about how my shoe got stuck. But, you know, you keep going, you work through it and and get to that finish line. And, you know, I still remember... Coming to that finish line, a couple of friends taking pictures, and it was an amazing feeling. I, I can't even imagine, one, just getting to Antarctica, which I, I'd love to go visit at some point, but then going there and actually running for hours on end through the snow, slush, mud, whatever it was. What an unbelievable journey that was for you. Uh, you think about, you've achieved so much in your life and certainly uh, many more big dreams ahead for you, but what has been a key element to, to achieving many of these dreams for you, Satish? I think it is a few things. One, it's uh, dreaming big. You know, it's when when I thought about running marathons all across the globe, so many people said, you know, it's impossible, right? Because how do you get to a place like Antarctica? Do people even run there, right? And you, you find out that it's possible and there are ways to make it possible. So one of the key themes is, you know, if you have what seem like impossible dreams, you know, continue to dream it and continue to work towards, you know, getting it done by taking small steps and you will achieve it. It's just a matter of putting some principles, having some discipline, having some structure and framework and executing relentlessly. So that's setting setting goals, dreaming big, don't let anyone hold you back and create a roadmap to get there, right? So many times we just think big and and think about this monumental task and oftentimes never get anything off the ground because we're sort of stuck in where do I even begin? Your message is start small, create that structure and just take one step at a time. Spoken like a true marathon man. Side note, Antarctica is the only continent we don't have an author from yet on uh, planet Earth. So if you have any friends that live down there, please uh, send them over. Do so, I qualify, John, because I visited? I, I was thinking that when you were saying six yeah, continents. Maybe we could say a part-time Antarctica resident. Maybe if we could go with that. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about this book now, it's, you know, it's sort of the journey for you, you know, many times it's, it's a journey of learning. And, you know, what do you think you learned about yourself and how has the book changed you? 
I call myself a lifelong learner, and this book uh, taught me so many things. In some ways, I have to say it felt harder than a marathon. What this book has taught me is, you know, anything you set your mind to is possible. I, I will tell future book writers, it's not going to be easy, but it's doable, right? And it's it's really an enjoyable experience because you you grow out of this experience. I mean, the one thing that this book, I think, has helped me is to grow, like learn more about myself, even more than I did um, on those marathons, because it takes a lot of persistence, grit, consistency, discipline, all of that to get a book done. I mean, it's my first ever book. So, you know, clearly there was a lot of learning, but I'm so glad that, you know, I did it. It's actually helped me outside of the whole book writing process, right? Because it helps you get uh, more crisper, more, you can communicate better probably even in your writing because you're just, you know, your editors keep uh, reminding you that uh, there's better ways to write something. I mean, there's so many lessons uh, to be learned from from writing a book. Fascinating to hear a guy who's run uh, a number of marathons. Is it a dozen now? What's the number? It's about 10 full marathons and many, many half half marathons. It's fascinating to hear someone who has run 10 marathons is talking about resilience and grit as it changes to something else. So you found out you even had more than you thought. Uh, so Satish, what has been an unexpected positive for you that's come out of this book journey so far? It's for me, it's the people, right? Not just the NDP community. You know, I met some wonderful people that have helped me grow. But it's also the people that you meet outside the community, right? So I met Dr. Robert Adams, who is a former Navy SEAL, who is a doctor, served in the Army and Navy, and a family physician. And he's an incredible human being, right? So if I think of somebody like that, right? And, you know, so I would have, in a million years, I would probably have never met him had I not written this book. You interviewed him for the book, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And it was incredible. I also had the opportunity to meet so many people that I knew before, but I never really engaged with them. So Dan Waldschmidt comes to mind, Rajesh Sethi, one of my mentors, right? You, In the process of writing the book, you engage with them in a different way than you ever did before at a deeper level. And so... You get more out of that. And, you know, Nathan Gold comes to mind, Rita Barber, my friend, and and you and a few others, right? Who I would have never met um, had I had I not written this book. So it's the people for me. That is awesome. And I like this thought of these deeper relationships because that's part of what a creation journey is and what gets people excited. Not only is it energizing for you, but it energizes others and they want to be involved and help you out and think through this. The power of creation is an unbelievable thing and you have so many examples of it. So runaway growth, Satish, what is the key message you want readers to take away from the book? John, I truly believe that we all have inside of us what is needed to get ahead. If we don't push our boundaries, we don't test ourselves, we are never going to grow and get there. And so runaway growth is really about getting into the right mindset, showing up consistently, surrounding ourselves with the right people, and keep taking one more step that we have talked about. My key message is this. Don't stop challenging yourself. 
Don't stop challenging yourself. Look for the, the next mountain to climb, the next marathon to run, the next thing inside your company to make better, the next company to start or the startup to launch, right? And so there are so many things and it could be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be any of these things. It could be whatever you want, but challenge yourself from where you are, you know, little by little, you can keep moving forward and you feel fulfilled. You feel that you've made an impact and that's what it's about. What an inspirational message. Think bigger, dream bigger, don't limit yourself and just know you just need to take one more step and you too can have runaway growth in your life. What a great message. Satish, what's next for you? What's your, what's your big goal for 2022? Your, your BHAG. It's hard to think, hard to ask a guy who's run all these marathons and written a book now, what, you know, how do you raise the bar from here, buddy? I have a, a couple of books planned. I want to really help companies like small companies. I'm looking to advise them, you know, and help them achieve, achieve big, big things, even, even bigger companies for that matter, right? There's always, I think, an opportunity to create uh, bigger impacts. And so I'm starting to do that inside my company that I work at outside, you know, advising other companies and so on, and also focusing on uh, my next books so that I can bring more inspiring messages and be of uh, service to, to my audience. Taking your practical lessons, applying them to helping many others, and already got another book on the radar screen. That's unbelievable. Good for you. You know, you got a couple of nice quotes here I wanted to share. One in particular, dream big in business, life and love. Learn from stories of challenge, endurance, and commitment and runaway growth to build your own future success. Dr. Robert Adams, MD, Army Combat Physician, Navy SEAL, and author of Swords and Seals. That is awesome. How did you feel getting that quote from Mr. Adams? Honored, right? Some, somebody like Dr. Adams willing to really share his views. I really feel grateful that I met him and, and many others like him. And, you know, I I'm, uh, hopefully made an impact. So thank you, Dr. Adams, for that uh, wonderful quote. Satish, Runaway Growth due out this late spring 2022. If people want to learn more about you and your book, where, where might they go? Yeah, they can come to either uh, sufficientoy.com and I'll soon be launching my website, runawaygrowth.com. So either sufficientoy.com or runawaygrowth.com. Dream big, aim higher, but don't get caught up in how you're going to get there. Just take one more step to find your runaway growth in life. Satish, Lovely story, powerful story, and such practical application to make it happen. Great to see you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, John, and appreciate the opportunity. The pleasure is all mine. Runaway Growth due out this spring 2022. Go out and get your copy wherever you buy books online. I'm your host of the creator community, John Saunders. Keep moving forward. 